Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, the Magic the Gathering podcast about magic and the gathering. My name is Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky. I am joined this time by the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, and in extrad, Nick Price. What is up, fam? Hello. Hey. Hey, howdy, hey. Oh, I know. Oh. I, I appreciate that. I don't think you're allowed to do it, actually. I, 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 am, I am Nick. I am... I am no, the... I'm vetoing. I think it's... We only get hey, howdy, hey's of Nicole's here. But that's the I thing. Like, it's but an I, homage. I, 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 redo of, the intro. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's an homage. I, I agree with Brasky. No. i to go back and redo this whole thing. Yep. No, I don't... I. It's Nicole's special thing. We can't take it from her. It's too late. We've already taken it. We've already ran with it because it was an homage because she can't be at this podcast. But thankfully, uh, she is she's hanging out with a pupper who is on the mend, uh, which is which is we are super happy to hear about. But we are just rolling with the trio today for fam, friends and magic on this one, which is episode 69. Nice. Nice. Uh, Yeah, that's that's a good episode number yeah it is it is i'm so i'm so glad that you appreciate that nick and nothing else about the uh connotation of the number 69 i appreciate that about you just like i appreciate all of my co-hosts and why i appreciate this week's sponsor just kidding we don't have one yet but i just thought that i would just try to throw people for a loop a little bit and thought i might surprise some folks maybe my co-host if, didn't if we had a sponsor you can bet it would be controversial it's true <laughs> i was it's like true. do i make this joke or do i not make this it's true. It's it's oh. it's exactly right. I don't know what the uh, equivalent like uh, controversial sponsor would be uh, for that on this on this type of podcast. It's like yeah, I assume uh, like something that promotes like enemies. Like if we're I, about friends and magic, so whatever sponsorship is all about like a an enemy. Either like that or M- like a like minor... MMA, like an MMA stream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I or think like some that, sort like... of like uh, what's the what was the TV show um, where it's like all this high school drama and they have like the person who's secretly reporting it all. Like gossip, gossip Girl? girl? Yeah, yeah, like Gossip Girl sponsored our friend sponsor. I don't think we've reached the level of CW status sponsorship. I, I thought know, that it's we pretty would, low bar. I thought that our sponsorships would start off with just being like basic things in our lives that kind of annoy us. It's like, welcome to welcome to Fam, Friends, and Magic, sponsored by Parking Meters. Like, that's it. <laughs> parking Meters that actually are not turned on. But you yep. have to go check. Yep. The, the the energy of that is that the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is apathy. Like so, parking meters <laughs> yeah. is definitely the opposite of right. Friends. It's right there. Welcome to Fam Friends and Magic, sponsored by your local DMV. Like <laughs> just just adding all and then trying to like somehow like come up with a pitch for it. It's like you know your Department of Motor Vehicles really does care about your license renewals, which is why we care about them. Uh, that's that's what we need right now. We need to find our own little sponsor. Dude, you're so good at this. We should really get real sponsors. <laughs> Can we send this pitch to real sponsors? Yes, but only if those sponsors are going to be minorly inconveniencing. Like okay, the here, I got it. No, no, I got yeah. it. I figured it out. Right. So I'm what ready. we need is we need our listeners to Google search the DMV and parking meters, and then we'll get the data from Google of like, before we said it on the podcast and after we said it on the podcast, and then we'll send that as engagement numbers. Nice. Solved nice. it. <laughs> it's either that or we're going to be sponsored by businesses that are soon to be or completely like already extinct. Just being like, welcome to fam, friends and magic brought to you by Blockbuster Video. It's like just kind of like, hey, movie rentals are coming back. That's why we're here because that's, that's the type of clientele our listeners are. That's what we need for that. What else I need to know is how everyone's week in magic has been because... Rotation has happened. We have a new standard. New sets are coming out. All sorts of different things. So I'm sure people have been doing awesome stuff. Caroline, how was your week in Magic? Uh, my week has 
was pretty cool. I, I legitimately played magic. Like legitimately. As opposed to like Literally. legitimately playing magic, like yeah. in a back alley somewhere where you like I did I did an arena draft. I did not like it. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, but I did an in-paper pre-release event, which I did like. Um, so just a little bit of where I'm at literally in the world. Um, I was in California on a last second trip to go help out a small little seven month old baby and their mom, but mostly the baby. I was really there for the baby. Um, and when we were there, we realized there was going to be a pre-release and we're like, oh no, there's no stores in Berkeley anymore. We're so sad. But Sam did some Googling without me asking and he found a board game store, a board game cafe actually. So we saw, we, we got into the pre-release and when I was there, so I'm in a random city. Nobody knows I'm there. I haven't, I don't know anyone lives in Berkeley and I ran into someone I know. <laughs> so I just wanted to let you know my superpower still exists. I will go to a magic event and still know everybody. <laughs> it's impressive. Person. It's so and, impressive that like you, you, you expect that at like a PT event or some other like magic right. fest and that kind of thing. This was just a random board game cafe and someone just being like, Caroline? No, 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 no. Okay. So I, okay. I'll, the story is actually pretty funny. So basically this, the judge who was running the event was standing at the computer and they were talking to this person and they say like, their name is Jenny. And they're like, Jenny, do you think there's more than one Sam party in the world? <laughs> cause he, cause there's a Sam party registered and I want to know if it's the Sam party. <laughs> and apparently Jenny said, Oh, well, is a Caroline registered? Because if then, then it's definitely the right Sam. And it, so that makes me more famous than Sam, right? That's how I can create that story. That's how that's how like Sam is legitimized by the existence of you. Like, yes, that, exactly. That's how 100%. I, yes, exactly. And then I completely. I overheard that and realized, and then I was like, oh, it's Jenny. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm just saying I'm more famous than Sam. That's all my update is really all about. If her name is Jenny, is her DCI number eight six seven five three zero nine? You can you can reach out and ask her. Which brings give, us to the next sponsor. Call. Which brings us to the next sponsor of Fam Friends and Magic, Cassette Tapes. Thank you for that sponsorship. We're very much looking forward to the return of that wonderful audio. I know. It's going to be great, right? I assume we just go, hey, Google, can you give me search results? Probably can, actually. Yeah. Title of this episode is Episode 69, Cassette Tapes and Parking Meters. That's that's where we're sitting at so far with this. (laughs) Nice. It is nice because it's Episode 69. What I also want to know is how nice the past week has been for Inextra, Nick Price. Nick, how was your week in Magic? Uh, my week in Magic was pretty good. Um, so, uh, hey, Brasky and Caroline. Hey, <laughs> hey, Brasky and Caroline. What? Dude, yes. what's up? <laughs> Sup? So, um, I, I met someone. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's kind of a she's kind of a goth girl. Really. Um, yeah, we met um, at the Edgar Allan Poe convention. Uh-huh. Did you meet online? Vaccinated, yeah. Uh, well, it was nice. it was an online vaccination required Edgar Allan Poe convention. Oh, great, um, awesome. Yeah, and we I like really clicked. And yeah. I, I I don't know, like like magic has not been the same since since I met her. Um, her name is Midnight Hunt. Um, I know it, it's I a knew, it's I a, knew it's a strange name, but her, her but her parents were hippies, so you know. When you say and, that yeah. you really clicked, did you mean that you were just using a mouse and clicking on Midnight Hunt all the time? Yeah, I really clicked. Yeah, we clicked, and then I clicked, and then I clicked, and I clicked, and I clicked. Yeah, so uh, my weekend magic has, has been great because, as you all know, as I've you know, as I've like n- never failed to mention that I have been like kind of in a funk with with magic lately. 
Um, and I was really looking forward to the release of Innistrad because Innistrad is where I get my username. Innistrad is my favorite plane. The Innistrad sets have been invariably my favorite sets to, to draft and to like collect and to just like look at. And yeah, this set is amazing. And I'm so happy that it's finally here because I've been playing it nonstop and I've been enjoying Magic more than I have in like the past year. That's awesome, though. That, yeah. That's, that's got to be a good feeling when you just... When you want something to be refreshed, and that's kind of, you know, rotation is that kind of, that's usually the best opportunity to reconnect with the game and find something that you really enjoyed about it. Maybe it's just time for certain cards to 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 move on to other formats, to be more eternal in their formats when we can come back to not only a new set and new plane, but a new standard, a, a new uh, complete situation with that format as well. It seems like a, a fun time. Yeah, it, it definitely rotation played a part because I was kind of tired of just playing endless adventure mirrors. I mean, they were they were fun, they were skill testing, but uh, I am not going to lie that it did get a bit repetitive. So I'm just happy that um, to be able to draft an an Innistrad set and also be able to play cool like werewolves and you know Ren and Seven and Marina. We're going to talk about some of these cards a bit later, but I'm I'm just like really into Magic again. Midnight Hunt and I are going strong. I like that. I like that. I like that your I like that your friendship with the game of magic has been renewed because of a, a new release and rotation, everything that goes along with that. Mine mine's sort of been just sort of I've spent the past weekend doing non magic things, interestingly enough. I had a friend uh in town. I know I so know. So much role reversing. Sorry, a friend. Excuse me. Uh yes. Yes. Did you meet at an Agral or Allen Poe online convention that required vaccinations? I mean, we might as well have. And in fact, I'm going to run with that story and just say, you know what? Or did you what? meet yes. at the Catskills? <laughs> it was, first off, it was the Adirondacks. Secondly, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could host an Edgar Allen Poe, uh, such, you know, kind of convention down there if you wanted to. So, mm, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say yes to all of those things right there. So I spent the entire weekend doing doing a lot of outdoor things. I went to like I went to museums, went out to a bunch of different restaurants, just enjoyed the fabulous weekend that was and then came back and said, oh, yeah, a new set release. There's rotation and everything else. So I jumped like headfirst into it and enjoyed a good amount of of what I've played so far just in Magic Arena. But I'm looking forward to the most is this upcoming weekend where I'm going to do either a sealed or a draft at a friend's house. They got a uh, this time a proper booster box of uh, of Ministrad Midnight Hunt, not a set booster box, but a proper draft one. So we're either going to do a draft depending on how many players are there, or we just might do straight up sealed and see what goes along there. And that's my favorite, one of my favorite ways to play the game. I love doing sealed more than I do draft, but I also love just playing at a friend's house with people that, if I'm going to be completely honest about my own skill level, people that are at my level skill wise <laughs> because I have a feeling that if I played like sealed or draft with uh, any of my friends at Team Arclight, I would just be there and be like, you know, it's just nice to be here. You know, I'm just having a good time. And so I'm looking forward to that for this upcoming week. That's what I'm looking forward to doing the most about this. But if I'm going to be any good at that sealed or that draft, if I'm going to be any good at any type of constructive we want to do, then I need to know what the first impressions of Midnight Hunt are. And before oh. I even get to that part, before we even get to that part, <laughs> the other side of it is I want to embrace that the seasons have changed. It is fall. It is time, just like the Midnight Hunt is appearing, so is all the spooky and wonderful things about the seasons, which is why we're going to play a little fun game, a little fun activity back over to Inextrad Nick Price, which is Something that uh, I have heard from folks who listen to the podcast, they actually super enjoy this game, and that is the wonderful game of Horror Movie or Magic Card, brought to you by Nick Price. That is what is going to be a part of this next game. Nick, take it over. 
Cool. So, um, so like last time, uh, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna. I guess we can start with who did we start with last time? I think we started with uh, Brasky last time because he ate the mango, right? And Caroline this is true. didn't eat any tropical fruits or hasn't ever eaten any tropical fruits at any point in her life. Yes, uh, Caroline's so she, <laughs> Caroline's uh, you know Caroline's hatred of of tropical fruits is well documented. It's, it's well documented. Yes, well documented hatred of tropical fruits. Wait, I love tropical so, fruits. Yeah, so. Um, so that because because of her well documented hatred for tropical fruits, Caroline will will go first this time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give Caroline um, a name. You know, I'm going to give her a title, and she'll she'll tell me whether it's a, a horror movie, a magic card, or both. And if she gets it wrong, Brasky will have the opportunity to to, to hop in and steal the point. Just uh, real quick, Nick, I, I just need to make a, a point of clarification here for competitive integrity, Caroline. You wouldn't happen to have say other magic professionals in the room with you right now so that if you said the card out loud they could tell you whether or not it was a magic card or a horror movie right no definitely not good good and so they yeah. aren't just gonna randomly appear on your webcam screen and no. they might say something like oh that's neat or anything else like that right no definitely not great because we don't want any incidents like we had last time of you blatantly cheating to win more brasky bucks because of course i'll give them out for properly cheating nick take it away Okay, Caroline, your first title uh, for the first point of this game is The Endless. Is it a magic card, a horror movie, or both? So you're saying I'm wondering if The Endless is a yes. magic card, <laughs> a, horror a horror movie, movie or, or both? During this time, Caroline is looking directly <laughs> to her left as if she is staring at someone and He's yelling out loud, hoping that they hear. Uh, I'm going to go with both. Both? Okay. Uh, Caroline is wrong. Brasky, do you want to steal the point? The Endless. I'm going to say it's a horror movie. Can I steal the point back? No, it's a <laughs> horror Sorry, Brasky, what, what, the, the recording, like, I, like the feed stopped for a sec. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I know. You froze up there for a second. I said it's a horror movie. Yes, it is only a horror movie. Uh, the closest one is the uh, Endless one from... from Oath of the Gatewatch, I want to say, or Battle for Zendikar. Yeah, I so. didn't know that. And then yeah. I, after I said both, I was like, hmm. no. it does sound like an Eldrazi, like the endless sounds like that, or at the very least, it sounds like some type of like land that produces ridiculous amounts of mana. Yeah. Okay. That's so, um, okay. So Brasky, I'm you're, you're trying to get a clue. Oh man, I'm gonna make up so many Brasky bucks because I'm pretty sure I'm far behind in this game so far. So bring it on, let's go. Okay. So you have one point already because you got the endless correct. Your clue yes. is Dead of Night. I'm going to do this move and act like there's a magic pro. The Dead of Night? Is the Dead of Night a magic card or a movie? Man. Or both. Um, the Dead of Night. I'm going to have to say... I mean, that's not, if, if it was a magic card, it would not be a creature. Like the dead of night. That seems like it'd be like maybe an enchantment, maybe a sorcery of mm -hmm. some type is what mm -hmm. is kind of what I'm thinking. But the dead of night also definitely just sounds like a movie title. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with both. Okay. Brasky, you are wrong. Caroline, do you want to steal the point? It's just a magic card. Ooh. Also wrong. Dead of Night is a, is a 1945 <laughs> anthology horror film. 
All right. So which since we both is getting remade this year based on Google, but I'm not 100% sure and that's not important. So So since we both got it wrong, that means by de facto Nicole, Nicole got the Nicole gets the point. Yeah. Nicole gets the point, right? I th- yes. I think it makes sense that Nicole might actually win this game by not being here. Like that is the most brasky buck thing that you could do. Like that just makes sense. On to the next one, Nick. Oh, I think this one we start with Caroline. All right. Um, so who gets the, so this is, this clue is now for Caroline again. Yeah. So yeah. Caroline, well, you want to catch up? Well, you give it to Nicole, but oh, well. I, I don't predict she'll, so I think she'll time out would be my prediction. Okay. How about we give one to Sam? <laughs> no, he's not. Just jump he's back not over not to Caroline. A, he's not into it. He'll he's be de facto it. helping afterwards. Okay. Caroline, your clue is blood curdler. Blood curdler. Is it a magic card? horror movie or both hmm. i'm gonna go with just a magic card just a magic card you got just it caroline yes wow. i'm so intelligent that was too easy why what, Wait, what? No, blood <laughs> sounds like blood that sounds weird. like a horror movie like that does not sound like honest. a horror movie that sounds like that sounds like you know what that sounds like draft chaff that's what that sounds you know, like to you me. know what this sounds like that's what a salty sam what? <laughs> that's what it sounds like oh oh Bra- I mean, a salty I don't, need, I don't need that guff i don't need none of that guff right here i'm gonna give you a guff channeler there's a card for you that's what i need all right nick do you have one more for this activity that we got going yep so so you're tied one one right so this is for the tiebreaker all yes. right brasky you ready yes you ready? I'm ready. Okay, Brasky. Face I'm of ready. fear. Face of fear. My God. That's your I'm face right say... now. <laughs> yes, great. I'm... Great podcast content, Brasky. Everyone yeah. loved your facial reactions. <laughs> I'm so glad everyone's going to. I think that's what we'll get. Uh, that, that's what people will react to the most uh, on our Twitter at fam underscore podcast. I'm going to say. Face of fear. Both. Both. Well, Brasky, you are mistaken. Caroline, Damn. would you like to win film. the game? Just a Just horror film. Horror. No, it's only a magic card. Nicole Wait, wins. a magic card? Nicole wins the whole thing. I need to explain that Face of Fear is all, is a movie, but it's a thriller. It is not a horror film. Oh. Oh, Judge. I, oh. oh, no. I want a ruling. Uh, well, who's, let me check. Who's going to rule? Uh, this no the the host of the podcast is going to rule on that one. So judging by Brasky Bucks and the seven hundred page rules document of this game, uh, a horror movie and a thriller movie are distinct and different. In that horror movies can be thrillers, but some thrillers cannot be horror movies. Okay, like can I read? Like can I read to, to you and to the, our our listeners? Yeah, the this is like a square. Wait, but yeah, is, is like, it a magic card? It is a magic yeah. card. Also, I realized that. I'm not. I shouldn't fight for this. It would be give Brasky the point, not me. Exactly correct. You were correct on that assertion. So Nick, give me the rundown first. Yeah, I think that's where the judge's ruling comes from. What is the synopsis of said film? <laughs> a psychic mountain climber, his girlfriend, okay. and the police hunt a serial killer. This one sounds more horrible. Say that one more time. A psychic mountain climber, okay. his girlfriend, and okay. the police hunt a serial killer. 
What year was it made? 1990. And I, I will point out that it is based on a Dean Koontz novel. And I love Dean Koontz. So, yeah. Interesting. Um, well, this this is going to come. Do you have the cast list in front of you? <laughs> no. Can we move on, please? No, this is the last question I have to decide whether or not it's a horror movie or not. Do you have the okay. cast list in front of you? William Sadler, Bob Balaban, this is, this is all I wanna, this is This is all I want to ask. I need to ask this question. This will decide. Is Kevin Conroy in this film, i.e. the voice of Batman? No, no Kevin Conroy. No, he is in this. He plays Frank Dwight Bollinger. Thank you Wait, so much. Wait, he is? It, yes, he is. The voice of Batman is in that film, which means it is a horror movie, and I won. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, no, Nicole no. won. <laughs> Nicole won. Are you kidding me? The movie has both Kevin Conroy and Bob Balaban. Are you telling me it's not a horror film? I don't, I, you know what? I am playing this game under protest for the rest of the podcast. I'm happy that Nicole won, but I'm still salty about it. All right. Salty I got screwed. <laughs> I, listen, all right. Just because Nick wants to angle shoot trying to get me out of a Brasky buck, then I'm just not going to deal with it. Okay. They're your bucks, Brasky. You can have them if you want to. Like you can mint them. Like, I don't just think like you... cryptocurrency. You can mint no, your own Brasky bucks. No, there's a Brasky buck conservatorship. It is. You're gonna get us out of here, man. And, I, and listen, Nick. Gonna, I, it's nice. We're gonna start nice. an insurgence or something. Be careful, yeah. Nick. It's nice of you to think that I can own all the Brasky bucks, but no, I'm actually under a, con- a conservatorship, so someone else owns all the Brasky bucks, and I just get like a pittance of them soon after. All right. But I appreciate it. You're always looking after me. Just yeah. why, just like we're always looking after the latest trends in Magic: The Gathering, including when new sets release, like Innistrad, Midnight Hunt. We're the only ones telling you when new sets we're release. We're the only ones. I'm, I'm pretty sure that everyone listening to this podcast right now is like, "Wait, a new set is out," <laughs> which makes our timing for this episode a little awkward. If we're the it only is. way that people know. Man, Magic Marketing really needs to get on this because I they mean, gave magic, us all of the information. Is a, is a small game by a small indie company. It's so. true. <laughs> it's true. So really what we're going to do is we're going to start with spoilers today. Uh, so the first spoiler is, I'm just kidding. What, we're, what we are going to talk about. Every card in the set. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Yeah, and uh, them yeah. Between no, I'm just kidding. Which brings us to the next sponsorship of Fam Friends and Magic Procrastination. Uh, what we're going to now talk about is our first impressions of Innistrad Midnight Hunt. Uh, what we've experienced of the of the set so far, maybe some of the formats that we've been playing in it so far, other things that we've noticed. Overall, I think it's a pretty cool set. I, maybe it's just rotation. Maybe it's the flavor of the set. Maybe it's a lot of different things, but I'm interested to get folks' uh, kind of input and insight on how they're feeling about their first impressions of Innistrad Midnight Hunt. Caroline, when you think of Innistrad Midnight Hunt and your first impressions of the format over this past week or so, what stands out to you? Okay, so I broke it down into a couple of different categories, so I'll just talk about standard for now. I have actually legitimately been playing standard instead of illegitimately. Nice. Um, <laughs> I just imagine you illegitimately playing like you're sitting in like a like under like under the cover of night, like walking up to some place being like, a, "Hey, a kid that's like not allowed to be on their phone after nine or something." I'm just like yeah, under like, the covers playing. Yeah, you guys standard. got you guys got some standard, yeah. You got, oh, you got any standard? Like, so <laughs> I was playing this like red green dragons esque deck. Um, and one of the things I really liked about, or one of the things that normally happens in standard rotations is that when you play standard after rotation, it's a small standard in quotation because it is the least amount of sets. So generally, um, the newest set, uh, sometimes it's not always the way, but like sometimes the, the larger sets tend to dominate the format. And then on top of that, you don't get any, like 
things like zombie decks don't necessarily exist as well in a smaller amount of sets. You just have less zombies to pick from. Um, but when I was playing on the ladder, I, I played against a lot of different decks, including like some mono black zombie decks and some red decks and just things that like you don't normally see until more sets get added into standard. Um, Cause normally it feels a little bit more like block constructed and this didn't feel like that. Um, I also enjoyed being able to see cards that I'm like, Oh, this card is a thing. Oh, that's what I'll drain into this format. So just seeing some like older set cards get their day in the sun. Um, that, that was fun. And so I don't know. I don't really have any opinions. I think it's like too early to claim like Eska's chariot being the Gideon of the format forever and all that. Like, I think it's just too early, but I don't know. I've, I've enjoyed it. I've, I played like bronze to platinum, I think just like a lot more than I played in the last six months. So. It's got to be a high praise. What do you guys think of standard? No, I'm in that well, same boat. Is what I was gonna say. It's like just jumping back into standard a little bit was just sort. Of, it, I had mixed feelings on it. I don't have mixed feelings about the set. I think it's pretty cool. I've actually really enjoyed seeing you know when rotation like that happens, seeing like folks on Team ArcLight and seeing my other friends just jump into a format and start discussing new decks. And and you're right, like Eldrain and all those and all those other formats are gone. So we do get to see new cards come to light. Um and so it was I, I really enjoy sometimes my Magic the Gathering friends that are a bit how should we how should we say headstrong about how confident they are in certain decks. So it's always like, you know, within 12 hours it's like this deck's busted. It's absolutely busted. It defines the format. Don't worry about it. And then within 12 hours, it's like, oh, that deck never even existed. And now there's this other new deck that comes out and has all these other things and all this other stuff. And you get to see just how quickly, like in 48 hours, people's feelings about like the meta shift and change. And then things start to shake out a little bit, which is always nice to see. And then you can kind of see, you can see the shells of specific archetypes and decks that I think we'll see in a lot of competitive magic coming up over the next couple of months. That are cool and I think going to be different from what people were experiencing for the past two years. And at the same time, it doesn't feel so powerful. I was maybe running seven of, of the fact that like, we're going to see these cards and some of these archetypes for the next two years. That's the one thing I was always like, I look at these and I see that there's a lot of change in the horizon and I can see a lot of shifts that happen from there. That's what I really like about it. Nick, what's, what's your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I have like speaking of standard right now, I also want to talk a little bit about draft later, but um, I'm also enjoying the standard, and the weird thing is, um, like what Caroline said, normally when you have a small standard, like right after rotation, the decks kind of feel like weird and not particularly powerful. But I will say that, like green, like as a color in standard, is just so strong that it it feels like it it's so much it's so much farther ahead of other colors because it has stuff like Ranger class, Ren and Seven, the Asika's Chariot, uh, Ren and Seven combo. Um, Basically, like all of these powerful rares and uh, kind of cards that synergize so well together from different sets that when you're playing green, when you're playing like green white or green red, it almost feels like you're playing a large standard. And I think that's super interesting. And I don't think it's really a problem yet. I do think that we're going to discover more and more decks um, as we like start with this post rotation standard. But I do think that green is definitely the place you want to start if you're playing on arena. Let me ask you this. Caroline and, and Nick jump into on this is that, you know, uh, some of the defining cards of this format so far are Asika's Chariot and Ren and Seven. There's always yeah. going to be cards that define an early standard. Sometimes when the sets come out, 
we see a card that's like Omnath pushed, where it's like this thing. Like if you're going to build a deck, you have to beat Omnath, or you have to be named this broken card that's been banned at some point. Do you get that same feeling when you see that like if you're going to build a deck, you need to beat Renin Seven, you need to be, need to beat Asika's Chariot? I'm like I'm getting that sense. Yeah, if you're going to build something, you need to beat like those two cards in a lot of ways. But it still doesn't feel like those two cards are of Omnath Uro level of problematic. Like, it, like, do you feel that way that they are that level of problematic, or is this just like okay, we finally have found uh, a competitive format that maybe we'll go kind of in a rock rock paper scissors? We might see like a, a lot of shifts and changes in the meta that way. I mean, I don't know. I think both of those cards are problematic in different ways. Like, Renan Seven's actually kind of pretty strong they actually work really well together by the way because you can make a copy of the token um and then the token having reach is interesting because it's one of the solutions to planeswalkers as flyers and this doesn't work in that case it literally protects itself immediately um so i i can imagine it being some problems in terms of like a typical way to combat like one of the ways to combat nissa was with flyers but nissa's like just kidding i always have mana like good luck you know casting a spell i guess but i i think the red and seven you're, you're just going to have to find different ways. There, there's actually a decent amount of black removal that kind of deals mm-hmm. with Planeswalkers right now anyway. There's there's a lot of two-mana removal, by the way. Yeah, black. I mean, there's the Infostroke. Like, on it, like, it, that's a great answer well, for... Yeah. So I actually wanted to talk specifically about that, this rock, nice. paper, scissors thing. When, like, Friday happened and people started playing, the um, All Runs Epiphany decks were, like, taking over Arena. I don't know how much you want to color that with, like, hyperbolic people. Um, and so immediately after the red green lists basically all have blue in them for disdainful stroke. And now I'm playing and I have this list that has disdainful stroke and I haven't played against an all rounds epiphany in like three days. So then it's like, do I take out the disdainful strokes? Cause they're actually not that good against it m- many other things. And like, it's an interesting, like it's, it already did a whole rock, paper, scissors or at least rock paper. Um, the scissors maybe hasn't come yet, but it's kind of interesting, right? Like, people adjust a lot faster on arena. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not running to the Twitters to say that, you know, standard is ruined, but I think chariot is problematic because it's harder to remove than other cards. Is it, is it rock, paper, scissors, or maybe it's rock, paper, pithing needle, uh, uh, rock paper needle anyone, anyone? for no? some reason oh. i've been on this kick where anytime someone mentions pithing needle i need to mention that it's banned in brawl <laughs> i don't really know why i just really like well, saying because it. it feels so bad like if your commander if your commander has an activated ability and they just kill it but it's like printed in it's like printed in this set and so i just like to laugh be like oh you mean brawl banned pithing needle. yeah it just makes me chuckle i don't know why i think but is there is it is there that kind of potential with the format? Is, do we see any answers to some of these uh, to some of these cards or some of these archetypes that uh, still haven't been explored because maybe they haven't found the support that are behind it? Not that I'm saying that Grixis is the answer, but what I what I am saying is that you know, oftentimes when I see Red and Seven come down, they they come down on an empty board. They make a big token that has reach and all of that kind of stuff. I see an opportunity for some of these like uh, the 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 lands from AFR that can turn into creatures, right? There's a black one that can come out and has menace and then could immediately take out 
that that run in seven. There's other ways in which that run in seven can be dealt with that might be a little bit easier as opposed to just a straight up value engine that we kind of saw in the last couple set releases that needed immediate action taken upon them. Do do we foresee? I guess Nick, do you foresee there being bannable issues in this format already, or is this something where we think that we can kind of work around it and deal with things until the next set comes out, which by the way is in less than two months. Not, yeah, I mean, I I tend to like side. I, I tend to like err on the side of like people complain about cards too much. Like I I, I mean, for one, I I could go into a whole like like soapbox thing on that where I I I don't think talking about bans is inherently problematic, but at the same time, I think people call for bans too often. Like I think bans are fine. Like if you need to ban something, do it. I would rather they ban more often than less often. Um, but. I think that standard is like in a very, you know, it's in a nice place. I don't know like how much diversity there will be in a couple of weeks, but we ha- we do kind of have this like rock, paper, scissors thing. Like, I will say that that it's like, is it dragons, red, green decks, and then like white weenie? Because white weenie is also a very strong option. I'm sorry. Mono white aggro is also a very strong option with the, with the, the white um, adversary that like that is a giant anthem. And I think that's like an excellent card to come out of this set for aggro decks. Yeah, I think there's there's some space to be explored in that front. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot of cool things. I do think that, yes, green is still strong. Gray, oh my God, I'm so tired of green being so strong all the time. But it does feel like there might be ways around it. And even then, I'm, I'm looking at... This is a good or a bad thing. Like, I'm looking at how long we'll have to play in this format. And it's like, hey, previews for Crimson Vow start in less than four weeks. And then we'll have a new format in two months. Like it's it's going like November nineteenth will be here sooner than folks realize. And this is new for us. Like it's it's a very uncharted territory. There's never been a November set that's impacted standard. I should not say never. In the recent history of experiences, November sets are rare, and they're usually holiday or masters sets. So this is just a new experience. Like people are going to, um probably complained about it because i don't know if you guys heard what else are we supposed to do the internet likes to complain um yeah i don't know i think as well as is something about this if we're getting kind of on that realm of like oh this is kind of different and these things are going different the other realm is like all right what grievances do we have against the set what grievances do we have against rotation and there's one that i have right now the first one is the fact that like this was supposed to be kind of a very werewolf focused set and if we look at the cards in Midnight Hunt, it's almost even between vampires and werewolves. I thought this was going to be vast majority werewolves, and then next set we get vast majority vampires. I'm just, I'm a little salty about it. I thought I was expecting a very were- werewolf-heavy set, and it just seems like a nice balance between werewolves and vampires, even though the vampires don't seem as strong as the werewolves at this point. That's my biggest complaint. Actually, my biggest complaint is the is the monetization of Magic Arena, when you pre-order a set and a rotation happens, that should be the most opportune time to be able to play a standard deck. And after opening a $50 pre-order and have been playing the game for quite some time, and still I would look at any type of viable deck I wanted to make, and still every single deck needed at least anywhere between 10 and 15 rare wild cards to even be considered playable in a competitive fashion. I made oh. I'm, you know, I'm still not making a single deck right now. I'm just waiting until some of the more competitive events come out so I can pick my one deck because apparently I'm only going to get to play one deck on Arena. 
that's kind of my biggest complaint about this, but that has nothing to do with Midnight Hunt. Like Midnight Hunt by itself, drafting it, looking at all the decks that are there. That I think is really cool. I just wish I could play it in the most accessible format possible. But, you know, that's that's just me on my end there. Nick, any other impressions that you have about Innistrad Midnight Hunt? Um, okay, I'll answer for Nick. <laughs> gotcha. As Nick's internet just entirely went down. Uh, he will come back and answer his limited question after his limited internet comes back to us. Caroline, your other thoughts, uh, kind of wrapping up, the thoughts about Innistrad Midnight Hunt. Yeah, so I just like firing through them, the, the things I wrote. I, I don't really think I even have an opinion on draft. I've done one and it was whatever. Um, honestly, sealed seemed fun. Like I played against a lot of different colors. Um, black definitely has a lot more removal than anyone else. The other thing that I wrote down here was you mentioned this in like your love of, of Midnight Hunt. Um, the flavor is actually something I have a sad face in my show notes for the flavor. Like I'm not getting a clear story from the cards. And I thought mm. other sets have done a better job at that. This, So I have this thing where I like magic cards better when they're when they describe real things. So like. I think there's a card that's like, it's not looking through the window. I don't know what it's actually called. It's something like that. Tapping at the window. Tapping at the window. <laughs> looking through the window is a different thing. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's a bit creepier, actually, than that. No, it's a, it's a song from Dear Evan Hansen. But anyway, or looking. Uh, waving, waving through, waving the, through window. the window. Anyway, I like it when they're like real things. But the thing I'm not getting here is I don't I don't have any connection to all those like, I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time remembering cards or like paying attention to cards when they're asked like um, abstract concepts. But this is like, oh, I know exactly what tapping on the window. In fact, when I see the art in the arena loading screen, I get like shivers because I'm like, oh, I, it's creepy, <laughs> even though it's just the art. So I don't know. I, I like that, but I think it's missing from the full story. I, I kind of get what you mean by the flavor aspect of sometimes like the card in question doesn't necessarily match what the card does in that way it's kind of also at the same time what i do like about it is that there is a decent amount of foreshadowing for the next set which is going to be coming up very soon like if i see a card like fateful absence and see the flavor text of that i can get a sense of like oh we can kind of see where things are going after that um the thing i like about some of it is that there are some flavor wins they just aren't really seen a lot and i think nick you and i can both agree that our best like my favorite flavor win is morning is is the morning patrol Oh yeah, the guy, the guy walking with the dog. It's like it's creepy. That, that makes me like tear up. Honestly, it always like, feels like someone's watching us. And then the next one, like they die, become a spirit, and there's the pupper. It's like oh, you could see spirits all along, couldn't you? It was just the most like Hallmark family movie. Yeah, and I love how it, it's like even a twist on the normal thing, right? Because it's like usually it, it's the pupper that that like tragically passes, but mm. now it's like the guy, the, the the person dies, and they still have. Like they still have the puppy. As yeah, it's a big, it's Patrol, a bigger dog now. It's lovely. Morning Patrol into Morning Apparition is my favorite kind of flavor win of like how the card is and like what what happens from there. But there are some where you're just like, wait, what? What is? What's that? Doesn't make that doesn't make any sense from there. There is one where there's like a there's one where it's a, a person getting thrown out of a window. That the, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Defenestrate. Yeah, which is. Yeah. That I like because it just looks like 
how do I describe it? Of all the ways to die in Innistrad, falling out of a window or being thrown out of a window was not one of them. It's pretty that, mundane, actually, right? Like it's like it's one of the better ways to go, to be honest, on Innistrad. Yes. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm gonna die, it's gonna be being thrown out of the window of a chaplain, apparently. Like the chaplain would be the chaplain would perhaps have found some small comfort had he known that the replacement window would be named in his honor. Like I mean, that's yeah. that's some funny stuff right there, but still Defenestrate doesn't fit necessarily like with like, yeah, that's on that's the flavor I'm looking for for this set, right? I, I don't know. I think it I think it is to me because like it I mean it's it's kind of a funny nod to just the fact that like weird, morbid things happen on in Estrad. Like it's not just like it's not just a fatal push, right? Because it it's a fatal push is just something that that it, it's a it's a push, but it's a specifically fatal push. This doesn't mention anything about being a fatal defenestration if that makes sense it's just like you're being thrown out of the window so of course you die and i actually think that that's a that's a nod uh, to one of the legendary cards in the set jaron corrupted bishop so he's like a he's like a like a cigardian bishop who is like in league with with a demon so i can totally imagine him being the one to throw the chaplain out of the window so i mean maybe i'm just like super invested in the flavor and the lore like i have the innistrad art book but just like for me every card is just a hit uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. The bigger question for Caroline, I guess, is like, when is she going to create a replica of the mask of Gristlebrand, and will she wear it on the next podcast episode? I opened that card for my pre-release pool. It was very good. <laughs> I opened uh, I opened a Meat Hook Massacre, and it's immediately going into my Alayla deck. Like that card Alayla destroyed me on in like a zombies list or something. It was cool. I love. I, do, I'm, do you guys I'm, see the monkey, or do you see the the hand? There's a I, I monkey. See the, I see the hand. I only see the monkey. I call <laughs> it the the monkey monkey meat hook. I don't see the hand at all. Where is the monkey? If you don't, if you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> if you if you know, you know. Okay, apparently I don't. I only it's, see is the hand. It's it's the monkey from like you know the hanging hanging monkey game. Yeah. Like hook, it's like that. Oh. It's like, yeah. All oh, the ba- oh, barrel of monkeys. Yeah, that that's in Crimson Vow. That card will come out. That's <laughs> oh, called okay. barrel, barrel of monkeys, right? Okay. When barrel of monkeys, it's a different. It's a vehicle, right? But it's only it takes a few meat hook. Massacres barrel of to get monkeys going. is a vehicle. Yep, yep. Because it's li- like the monkeys get in the barrel and they roll down someplace. Like that's going to be the key from that. <laughs> I will say that like there is some very creepy parts of this art, like the meat hook massacre and a few other spots. I'm just like, well, this. It's a little dicey, but I kind of like it. There's there's a lot of these there's a lot of this set that I'm looking forward to exploring more of. And I know we are going to look forward to exploring more of it in the you know the next few weeks to come as we discuss more about Innistrad Midnight Hunt, the role that it's played in standard, maybe even talking a little bit about the upcoming worlds. Yes, I know competitive play is still a thing, and we might actually talk about it in the next uh, week or so. But that I think will do it for now of this episode of Fam Friends and Magic, where we talked about all of the important things, including our upcoming sponsorship by Parking Meters, as well as uh, as well as the feelings about Innistrad Midnight Hunt and everything else from there. Is there anything else that my co-hosts have to say before we sign out right now? I yeah, I mean, so. no. My 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 actual favorite thing, my actual favorite thing about this set is that now that you know we're on our third visit, not not really third, but like. Um, third like set of visits to Innistrad and what my favorite thing is that they finally gave a lot of these characters that have been in flavor decks 10 years ago their own cards like Rem Corollas for example who was on a lot of flavor decks but never actually got a card Rem Corollas has a card 
Gissa has a card. I'm sure we'll see Geralt. 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 Next. Geralt. Next set. Geralt is from and Witcher. just like that, Nick was cut yeah. from the podcast. Well, actually what happened was what? he was giving away inside information and Watsy came and cut his feed. Oh, that's – God, that happens yeah. to him so often. He's always leaking information, you know? He's, just, he's always making leaks about things. So, like, yeah. if anyone who stuck around to the end of the podcast just got some key deets. Yeah. You know, just some Confirmed. great, like, Ger- Geralt, Geralt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in it. the next one. So much. I don't know what the next one's called. Love it, love it, love it. Well, if Nick bounces in by the end of the podcast, then we'll hear the rest of his thoughts on that. Otherwise, we will wrap it up for this episode and come back in the next week or so to fix everything else from there. So while we get ready to sign out, but before we get ready to sign out, I'm going to check one more time. Hello, Nick. Is it you? Are you there? What, Are you, why did, did, I, you, did I disappear? Did I get cut? You did like, disappear. We were certain that Watsy cut you from the cast for revealing privileged information. But quick, Nick, before Watsy comes back, what were you about to say? Oh, I don't know if Nick can hear us. Oh, uh, no. no. Nick <laughs> we'll never again. know, Brasky. We got to go. <laughs> Wizards! <laughs> We're going to get him back. His Zencaster is Borked. That's the new magic card, Borked Zencaster. It's a gin. It's blue. It does something else that we need it to do. It probably disrupts your opponent's hand. But before we get to that point, I do want to know where people can find Caroline Cavanaugh on the internets. Before Nick jumps in, Caroline, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini, M-I-G-H-T-Y-L-I-N-G-U-I-N-E. You can find me on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini, and you can find me on twitch.tv slash The Mighty Linguini. I stream on Wednesdays. I always have a magic guest, but we don't always play magic. I like it. Nick, if you, by some stretch of the imagination, if you're still out there, Nick, and Watsi yes. hasn't gotten you, if, and Watsi hasn't gotten to you just Ooh, yet. This is my what was it that you, Yeah. Oh God, he's back as a spirit. Nick yes. has died and he's, he's come I, back I, as a I have disturbed. I have been disturbed. He's been I, disturbed. I am now a flying spirit that does the opposite Nick, of what I did on my human side. Nick, speak to me from the ether. What is it that you were going to say and where can people find you on the internet doing it? What I was going to say is that my favorite thing about this set is that all the characters that had been on flavor texts for like 10 years are now on their own cards. And you can find me talking about these things at MTG on Twitter. Ooh. You held that voice for far too long. <laughs> it was so weird. I'm going to hold on to it while I say thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142. And don't no, forget to leave us a review it. in your favorite podcasting platform. Leave us stars, maybe a verbal review so we can say it out loud. When and the clock the strikes same, one, yes, Christmas you. past. You there, and know me better, man, by following us on Twitter at, at fam underscore podcast. And of course, find everything else you need to know by looking at Apple, Spotify, or your other favorite podcasting platform. We will see you next week. Where Marley and Marley are oh. painted black. Does anyone know of a podcast? Put us all in shackles. Which brings us to the last part of Fam, Friends, and Magic. Our latest sponsor is Muppet Christmas Carol is going to be our last sponsor. Make sure to get it on its re-release of Blu-ray. I hope it's out on Blu-ray. I might be straight up lying. But for real, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. When the clock strikes one. Oh. I need new folks.
podcast friend. No, you don't. What you need is to take your grumpy Nicole, pants off. Nicole, I need you back. No, you don't get Nicole back. What you get, what you get is to talk about Muppet Christmas Carol. What you get? Right? You get what you get and you don't get upset. Spirit. Hear me now, spirit. I love it. I love Have it. you stopped recording? <laughs> I should probably do that.